Section 32 of Stories of Birds by Lenore Elizabeth Mullets. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Justice. A Summer Song He sat upon the tallest bending grass stalk. He paid not the slightest attention to Phyllis. He just swung lightly with the June breezes and sang his little heart out. Such a careless, joyous, jingling song Phyllis had never heard before. It seemed just a bubbling over of happiness and gladness. And such a common-looking little fellow to have such a wonderful voice. He was but a little larger than a sparrow. His plumage was mostly black. His wings and tail were edged with pale yellow. And there were splashes of white in places on his body. There was a light yellow spot on the back of his neck. You seem filled with gladness, said Phyllis. The little bird stared at her for a moment. Then he nodded his head and quivered his small wings. He opened his mouth again and warbled out the jolliest, sweetest tune that bird throat ever sang. How very beautiful, cried Phyllis. What a world of happiness you send out in that song. Ah, but I should be happy, warbled the sweet-voiced Bobolink. I have all that bird heart can wish. Tell me, said Phyllis. I at last have won my wife, sang the bobolink. At this very moment, in this very field, she is sitting on a nest full of light blue eggs. Listen, Phyllis, and I will tell you about it. It was about the middle of May when my brothers and I started north. All went along, we had wandered through the rice fields of the south. We were not happy there. We feared for our lives. There we are not called bobolinks. And the people of the South never listen for our songs. In fact, we seldom sing when we are in the South. The hunters call us rice birds or reed birds. With their terrible guns, they hunt us early and late. It was no wonder, then, that we were so glad to return to the North. It was a long journey, but we did not tire. In fact, we traveled mostly at night. During the day, we feasted in the fields or at grain stacks. For a few days we flew about here and sang out our names to every passerby. Just ten days after our arrival, something very wonderful happened. Our sisters and wives and sweethearts came with fluttering wings and sweet, quiet ways. On that very day I met the lovely bird who now broods so gently over our eggs. She seemed to me the most beautiful bobolink there ever was. Early and late I sang to her. My most beautiful song seemed not half good enough for so lovely a bird. I, alas, was not the only bobolink who admired her. My own brother was quite as delighted with her. He, too, sang to her. Sometimes we sat in the same tree, each of us singing our hearts out to the shy little creature whom we both loved. I am sorry to say we did more than sing for the demure little bird. We fought for her. We quarreled fiercely. But at last it was I who won her, and my brother found for himself another wife. I wish I could find your nest, said Phyllis. It is in this field, said the bobolink. It is near the brook, and every morning we both fly down there for a refreshing bath. I have told you all this, and yet, Phyllis, I venture to say that you might hunt all day among the grasses and not find my nest. For the leaves and the grasses bend over and about the nest where my little mate sits. Should I call to her, she would come to me. You, perhaps, would run to the spot where she rose from the grass. 
but you would not find the nest. My wife in her quiet brown dress is too wise for that. She never flies up directly from the nest. She runs a distance among the grass stems, and then starts up from the grasses. There are five eggs in the nest, light blue with spots of blackish brown. When they are hatched, you will hear very little music from me. I shall put on a quiet dress, much like the one which my mate wears now, and will work early and late bringing food to my babies. They shall have the choicest grains and bugs and grasshoppers. There will soon be no time for singing. But when the little ones are grown, said Phyllis, Oh, yes, then I will sing again for you. But listen, Phyllis. Phyllis heard a sweet little my little mate is calling, gurgled the bobolink, flying away and leaving the grass top swaying wildly. End of section 32